Welcome to the Vet Coach Transition Tips Podcast, where you get real and practical advice on how to go from wearing boots to wearing a suit. We've got you covered on advice from writing resumes to killing it in an interview. Be sure to check out this podcast and more at transitionvetcoach.com. And now your host, former Navy Lieutenant Pat Bergstresser. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Pat Bergstresser, host of the Vet Coach Transition Tips Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. This is episode two, where we are going to talk about the resume, the dreaded resume. Today, we're just going to introduce you to the resume. We're going to talk about the format, why it's important, why we start with it, uh, and really just sort of dip our toes um, into uh, what's so important about it and why people stress about it so much. Uh, but we're going to make it very simple for you. We're going to talk about what I learned when I was writing my resume and how much I've uh, improved upon it over the past year and a half. So I'm going to give you guys as much of a head start as I can. Uh, there's a million different ways to skin a cat, and you can go find whatever format you want. Uh, but the most important thing when you're writing your resume uh, is to just get started. Start getting something down on paper. Uh, if you haven't already, go back and collect all of your fit reps, your evals, your performance reports, your OERs, your OPRs, whatever you call them. Go collect them all now because you're going to need them and when you're writing this. It's going to make it so much easier. So first, why why is the resume so important? Well, uh, it's important for a couple of reasons, but the most important thing is this is this is all anyone's going to know of you before you interview. Before you interview with anyone, they are going to uh, want to know your background, know where you come from, know what you're bringing to the table, and this is all they're going to have. So however you're writing, whatever your writing style is and whatever you put on that paper, that's all they know about you. So you need to put a lot of attention into it uh, so that you know they, they know who they're going to get when you come down to sit in front of them. Um, but you're not going to get an interview without having a good resume. And so this is your key to getting in anywhere. Um, but secondly, uh, why we start with it is it's a summary of everything that you've done. Done. Uh, I mean, it's going to take a lot of work to put it all down on paper, um, and then it's going to take a lot of work to trim it down, just like you did when you were writing performance reports on active duty. Um, but it's a summary of everything, and so what that allows you to do is get everything down on paper. And that's a great exercise, not only for writing your resume, but also for your interviews. Because when you get interviewed, they're going to ask you questions like, "What are your what is your greatest strength? Or what is your greatest weakness? Or tell me about a time that uh, you overcame a previous failure or whatever the case is, all those questions require you to have a, a have done a little bit of self-reflection on your career and remember all those times where you taught yourself something or somebody taught you something or your senior NCO yelled at you and it taught you a lesson or your CEO yelled at you or whatever the case is. It's going to force you to go back and remember all those moments that maybe you've chosen to forget, but were important teaching moments and can say a lot about you to a potential employer. And so going through that process, it really allows you to uh, synthesize everything that you've done um, and figure out what was good, what was bad, and when you're writing this first draft, put everything down on paper, um, and over time you're going to trim it back down. But this is one of those exercises where no answer is a wrong answer when you first start, uh, and then as you go through the process, you start to trim it down. You might be wondering, why should I use Pat's format? Well, you can use whatever format you want. But what I can tell you is I've spent 
probably two years working on my format, year and a half, two years. Um, and I know that uh, I've had a lot of people take a look at it, both before I got out and after I got out. Um, and uh, every time that someone's looked at it, I've improved upon it and improved upon it. And now it's gotten to the point where it really closely matches with a lot of the people that were mentoring me to the point where people who are looking at it uh, say that they like it and, and, and say that when I talk to them, it, it closely matches uh, what they thought they were getting, which is, which is really important. You don't want to come off as a certain way in your resume and then go in an interview and you're completely different because that's just going to throw them off and it's going to call your credibility into question and, and that's not a way to start an interview process with a potential employer. Um, uh, and so really what I want to do is give you guys as much of a head start as I can, as, as I can and by starting with a format that, that it took me a while to get to, uh, you're ahead of the game and that's really what the point of this entire podcast is and, and transitionvetcoach.com is to, to give back uh, and help you guys. So, um, And then lastly, like I said, you can use whatever format you want, but at the end of the day, it's just important to get started. Start with this format and then change it all day. I, I recommend this format. I encourage you to use it, but you can do whatever you want. Um, but just get something down on paper. Don't worry about whether you should use Times New Roman or Trebuchet or Helvetica or whatever size 8 versus size 12 margins. None of that matters. Just get a Microsoft Word document or hell, a pen and paper. Get your wheel book out as we called it in the Navy uh, and just start writing this stuff down. Uh, probably better to do it on a computer so you don't lose it or it gets wet in your pocket from your the condensation on your monster that I know so many uh, so many of us had in our pockets uh, uh in uniform. Um, so, but so w- without further ado, we'll go ahead and jump into the nine sections uh, of the uh, for- of the resume and talk about why they're important. Every single one of these is going to have its own podcast because there's really so much to talk about each one of these sections. Uh, and I encourage you to go to the website. We have a post that talks specifically about all these sections, and then we'll have subsequent posts uh, where we walk you through uh, in in a written out format. Um, and it's a little bit easier to follow uh, when you're reading it. So after you listen to this podcast, go check out the post where we spell this out for you, uh, and, and you can use it as a reference guide um, as you're writing your resume. So the first section is a no-brainer. It's the header. This is really just where you're going to put your name and your key contact information for yourself. Pretty simple, straightforward. We'll talk about more of this in depth later. But the key thing to know here is uh, don't put your address on there. Nobody's mailing you anything. Uh, Just put your hometown or your current town and uh, state. You're also going to want to put your LinkedIn URL or link uh, on that as well. We'll talk more about that in that podcast. But simple, straightforward name, phone number, town, state email address and LinkedIn address. And again, we'll, we'll talk about that more in detail. The next section is your professional summary. Uh, this is where you're going to talk about what you're good at and what you want to do. Do not, I repeat, do not use this section to talk about what you've done. That's the entire point of the professional experience, which is the majority of your resume. So do not talk about all the great things you've done here. This is an introduction to whoever's reading your resume. And what you really want to do is is show them why they should continue reading. Okay. And, and talking about all your great successes, you, you, they don't have a framework for who you are yet. Uh, and so this is where you want to talk about what you're good at and what you want to do, what you're good at and what you want to do. Keep that in mind. It's five to seven lines, a little more, a little less is okay. But what you 
what you're good at and what you want to do. The next section is key skills. Uh, We're going to have a lot of good information on this section in its own podcast, but here you're going to list out your top nine to 12 skills. Anything, you can go as low as six, but anything lower than that, it looks like you don't know what you're doing. You're not good at anything. And anything more than 12, it's like, okay, this guy's just lying because it's just too much and and nobody cares. So I would say between nine and 12, if you want to go six, you can. Uh, on On my format, you'll see we have three columns. It allows you to get a little bit more in there. You don't want everything lined up on the left side because you're wasting a lot of space on the resume. So do a three-column format. It's pretty easy to figure out in Microsoft Word. If, if you're not sure how to do it, just Google it or email me, pat at transitionvetcoach.com. But these are key skills uh, that, that you can tie to you uniquely. You don't want things like leadership or manager or superstar. I mean, you want real stuff. Like, uh, like I think mine has uh, six Sigma methodology or uh, statistical forecasting or, you know, what, whatever it is that makes you, you. And, and again, on that podcast, we'll talk about it, uh, in a lot more depth of how to figure out what those key skills are, uh, and what sounds like a legitimate key skill and what just sounds like BS and anybody else could say. Uh, the next section is professional experience. This is the meat of your resume and where you're going to spend the majority of your time. Uh, we'll spend a lot more on this in its own dedicated podcast. Hell, we might have several podcasts just for this one topic or this one section because it is so important and it's really the meat of your resume this is where you tell everybody about what you've done and what you've done is an indicator of what you will do. And so Uh, that's why we spend a lot of time on it. The one thing I'll touch on here as you're working through this section is quantification. You want to use as much numbers as you can. When you have read hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these resumes, like the hiring managers and the HR reps that ha- that that do it every day, guys, they don't read every word of your resume. I mean, they, they first make sure that the beginning grabs their attention. Um, they're looking at where you went to school, uh, they're looking at they're looking at very quick things, and if they like what they see in the other sections that are quick and easy to look at, then they'll start digging into your professional experience section. And if you have numbers in there, that's good because it makes it very easy for them to do a quick check as to whether you are successful and you know what you're doing. Uh, if they have to keep reading and trying to figure out what all this stuff in the military means, then. It's just not going to go over very very well. So you want to quantify, and I'll say this in so many other uh, of our of our episodes of this podcast, but it's all about the money in corporate America and the private sector and private industry, and hell, in the government it is too. I mean, right now as I'm recording this, there's a partial government shutdown. It's all about the money, uh, and so it's really important to remember that. A lot of you probably didn't deal with budgets or money while you're on active duty. Even if you didn't, it's really easy to figure out how to quantify what you did uh, and then how to tie money to it. Um, and so uh, showing the value of money in your resume gives you an ability to convey how much you were in charge of. Um, and so it's important to do that. Uh, but it's also important not to overblow it. And again, we'll talk about more of that in detail later. But as you're working through this uh, section, just remember quantifi- quantifiable results is really important. Next on the resume is the volunteer experience. Um, This section is optional, especially if you don't have any volunteer experience. If you were in any sort of leadership role, if you were the active duty fund drive for, you know, in the Navy, we had the Navy Marine Corps Relief Society active duty fund drive every year. If you did something like that, or you work for, you know, you were in some sort of significant role with a nonprofit, I would put it on here. Or if you have been involved in a nonprofit for a long period of time or put a lot of time into it, even if you didn't have a significant role, what you're trying to show here is that, hey, I'm a leader at work and I'm also a leader outside of work. And I also care about something besides just my job every day. Obviously, they know you care about your family and your job. 
but this just shows that you have something else outside of work that makes you tick that's important to you. And so uh, I'd encourage you to have this section. But if you don't volunteer at all, do not make anything up. Um, if you got the MOVSM while you are in, this is probably relevant for you. But again, uh, if you have this, I encourage you to, to, to use it. But this is a small section of your resume. Don't spend more than a few lines on it because uh, at the end of the day, they want to know if you're good for the job or not. Uh, the next section is education. List all your degrees here. You can put your high school diploma if you don't have a college degree uh, because uh, pretty much every job out there, you're going to need your diploma. But definitely put your degrees here and you can list out any degrees that you're currently working on and just put your prospective graduation year. If you've been working on a degree for 10 years, I wouldn't put it because it's they're going to be like, hey, you've been working on this for 10 years. And honestly, it's just going to look bad. There's a couple other notes of what to do with this section. We'll talk about it in its own podcast. Not too much to this, really just listing what schooling you have. Uh, this is just like degrees, stuff significant. Don't put every course you took in the army. They're not looking for that. They're looking for relevant education. And really that comes down to uh, high school, undergrad, graduate, and postgraduate degrees. Uh, next is certifications. Uh, this is really professional certifications, not all the the randoms. If you were like, you know, in the Navy for me, I was CB Combat Warfare qualified. That's not relevant here. They don't care about that. That's not even a professional certification. What we're talking about here is project management professional, uh, Six Sigma Black Belt, Six Sigma Green Belt. Those are really common military. Uh, ones that people get in on the military have like scrum master or if you have any it the it has a ton if you're a professional engineer you have your license something like that like those are what go into this certification don't put stupid stuff in here because it's just going to make you look dumb and they haven't even remember they're reading your resume they haven't even met you yet um so i would encourage you to if you don't have any that's okay and you can leave the section out but don't put stuff in there that nobody's going to care about i see that a lot on veterans resumes they put stuff in their certification section and I'm just like, dude, nobody cares, man. And now you're just making yourself look dumb. Like, I don't even know you yet. And you're already, you're not starting on a good, on the right foot. Uh, so anyway, next section, technical skills. So most people can put Microsoft Office, you know, if you're good on a particular software, like if you know how to write like SQL queries or you know how to use SAP, SAP is uh, big um, in private industry. If there's any sort of uh, technical skill that's relevant to the job you're applying for, put it here. So, um, you know, if you work in construction and, you know, you're a certified welder or you have any sort of construction, uh, like journeyman qualifications or anything like that, you can also put that in here if you don't necessarily have the, uh, certificate, the certification that that's related to that, uh, stuff that you just are confident you're good in or good at. And if someone asks you about it, you can back it up. That's really important because they could be, they could say, Hey, it says here, you know how to write, you know, you can code in JavaScript. Tell me a little bit about that. And then it turns out that you've written one line of JavaScript. That's not going to look good. And again, you're just going to hurt yourself. So as you're just writing this whole thing, just remember that honesty and, and integrity that veterans are known for, uh, and just make sure that you maintain that in the back of your mind as you're writing this. Uh, and then lastly is kind of a unique section. You won't see this on a lot of resumes, but I really believe in it. And, and it's the additional information. I really, really recommend this only two to three lines. Cause again, it's not the point of your resume is not to be your best friend, but this is where you put things that you've accomplished that aren't necessarily professionally related or don't necessarily have their own spot in your professional experience section, but are things that you accomplished and uh, you want people to know about. You could put that you finished, finished a marathon. You could put that you won a Navy and Marine Corps Achievement Medal. Um, you could put, you know, you're an Eagle Scout or you were, you know, the captain of your 
intramural soccer team, your last command before you got out of the military, stuff like that. Just things that you're proud of that show accomplishment outside of work and aren't volunteer related. Two to three lines, keep it really brief. But all this does is when when they're reading your resume, if they find something similar to you, they're going to want to talk to you about it. I spoke uh, with somebody who saw that I played trumpet uh, in high school and, and while I was at the academy. And it turns out he used to be a professional trumpet player, uh, which is just blew my mind. He was a, a professional trumpet player in the army, and we were talking about trumpet pieces, which totally like nerding out on music. But uh, but hey, if it wasn't in there, he wouldn't even known that. And immediately we had a connection, and immediately I was way more interesting than all the other people he had spoken to that day. So uh, it's really important just to put in there, no matter how nerdy or weird you think it is, just put it on there because. You never know. It humanizes you because, again, these people look at so many resumes, and if they can find a commonality with you, that's only going to benefit you. Put legitimate stuff here. Don't put that you like to get wasted every Friday and Bud Light is your favorite beer. You know, put put legitimate stuff, but things that people can connect you with on. So anyway, guys, that's that's it. It's nine key sections. So just to review, it's the header, professional summary, key skills, professional experience, Volunteer experience, if it's relevant, education, certification, if it's relevant, technical skills, if it's relevant, and lastly, additional information. I really encourage you to have that last piece. Uh, In other subsequent podcasts, we'll talk about one page versus two pages. Here, you're going to start with two pages. A lot of people swear by one page, and a lot of people swear by two pages. Uh, If you're going to be applying for federal jobs, it can be 25 pages, and we'll talk about all of that later. The real point of this specific podcast is just to introduce you to the resume and the format that we're going to teach you by and walk you through step by step. Again, you can change this later. You do not have to keep this format, even though I do recommend it uh, based off the experiences I've had. Guys, thanks so much for listening. We're just getting this show started. Uh, we're going to bring as much con- much content as we can. If you have not yet, please check out transitionvetcoach.com. That's where all of, of the blog posts that go along with these podcasts are posted. And so you can go back and look at what we talked about in a written form. So you can go back and reference it. Uh, as you're writing a resume, all of this information will be there. Each podcast for the Vet Coach Transition Tips podcast, we're going to end with one quote. And it's always the same quote because I think it's really important. It's a Winston Churchill quote, and it is, success is not final, failure is not fatal, it is the courage to continue that counts. You're going to go out and do interviews, and people are going to give you a no. You're going to go out and do 10, 15, 20 interviews maybe without even getting a single yes. But all you need is that one yes, and it's important that you continue to work and grind and go through the processes that we're going to teach you because they do work. I'm not going to get on any of these podcasts or videos or blog posts and say, if you do this, you'll get 100 job offers. That's not how it works, guys. If you go out and really start reading people's experiences, getting a job in the professional industry, it is hard. And you just need to remember that you need one yes and you're going to get a lot of no's and you just need to become comfortable with that. You may have been a rock star on active duty. Guess what? People don't care about all the different platitudes that you received while you're on active duty. All they care about is what your resume says and what you tell them when you talk to them. You're not going to have some general calling in for you, you know, giving, you know, talking about how great you are. You're going in and you got to represent yourself on a piece of paper and, and a 30 to 45 minute interview and maybe a few more rounds of interviews. And that's it. 
Um, and so you're going to get some no's and you just need to remember that when you get those no's, that's okay. You're going to get through it. You can make it. We're here to support you and give as much content uh, and advice as we can. Thanks for listening again. This is the Vet Coach Transition Tips podcast. This is your host, Pat Bergstresser, former Navy lieutenant. Thanks so much for listening. Check us out at transitionvetcoach.com. Guys, thanks again. We will see you next time. You've been listening to the Vet Coach Transition Tips Podcast. For more transition tips and content, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and check out transitionvetcoach.com. Thanks so much for your service and all you do. As always, if you have any questions, email Pat directly at pat at transitionvetcoach.com.